Crime Curious is a true crime podcast that takes an in-depth look into real cases. The content may be triggering or inappropriate for some audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Crime Curious. I'm Charnel. And I'm Amber. And Amber is going to bring us a deep dive today. I am. As soon as my computer uploads, I've got you. Okay. She's being slow over here. So, yes, here we go. I do have a case for you today. This has been um, one that was requested by a, a couple listeners, I think. Yep. Um, this is the case of Abraham Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. I know you're familiar I am yes so it really popped out to me and I was like you know this is a good one to cover it really is it's very tragic um I do think that it can teach some things it is a teaching Mm -hmm. moment because this is a case about pure greed Mm -hmm. and how ugly it can be and it's just it's just really sad because this was a guy that um you know, really came from having nothing to getting lucky and people just wanted Ugh. nothing but to take advantage of him. Took such advantage of his big heart. And it's so sad to yes, me. It really me is. Too. But it is. It's an example of how um, shitty humans can be. How horrible the human race is. Yes. As most of our cases are. Say, most most do teach this lesson as well. Yep, this and this is a no... little bit of a different way, though. It's it is. Different circumstances. It's, I think... Um, someone being, I would say, vulnerable and yeah. others seeing that yes. and greed just got the best of them. Yep. So it's a really sad case. So, so let's get on with it. Let's, let's get <laughs> to it. So this is a case about someone that wins the lottery. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's a dream of ours, right? Of course. Everyone wants to win the lottery. Oh, then we could have a commercial kitchen to bake our goods in. Oh, that would be, yes, we need a big kitchen. When I said that to my husband a couple of days ago, he's like, if you won the lottery, would you still be baking stuff? I'm like, yeah, I love doing that. You dumbass. (laughs) We'd get a big kitchen and we'd still, we would pay people to bake stuff for us. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) That's a good point. Yes, we would. (laughs) No. Um, So there's actually this term called the curse of the lottery. And I didn't know that was a thing, but it's a thing. Yeah. Because it's not always a blessing. Mm -mm. And this is a perfect example of it not being a blessing. It was actually, it turned out to be a curse for Abraham because, like I said, as soon as he hit it big, people were coming out of the woodwork. They do. Those cockroaches come out to play. They really do. Lots of cockroaches. This is a story. It starts in 2006, somewhere in 2006. And this was supposed to be the luckiest year for Abraham. Abraham Lee Shakespeare is his full name. So in November of 2006, so a- Abraham ends up buying a lottery, a lottery ticket from, it's called Florida's Frostproof. Um, it's a convenience store. On a whim, he purchased it. Did he pick the numbers or was it like an easy draw? You know, I'm not positive on the numbers and how he, if he picked them or they were just randomly selected. Okay. Or if it was like a scratch off or something. I think it was a number one because he didn't realize he had won until later that evening. Yeah. But I don't know if he pre-selected numbers or if it was just, you know, how they randomly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it might have been that. Okay. So it was just seriously Ugh, luck of the just draw. Living the dream, man. 
So before we get into the details, I am going to tell you a little bit about Abraham and kind of what he came from Mm -hmm. and how he got to be this, you know, person that had money. Abraham Shakespeare was born April 23rd of 1966 in Sebring, Florida. He was the youngest child of Elizabeth Walker, a very loving and religious mother, and she um, worked in a, a college cafeteria. So she worked hard. She sounds like she was a really sweet lady. Mm-hmm. Abraham dropped out of school around the seventh grade, and so he started working with his father in the citrus groves. Oh, yeah. Uh, citrus groves. And so he started working really hard at a young age, yeah. and he did. he had very little education. Unfortunately, he did get caught stealing when he was about 13, and he was sent to a juvenile facility until the age of 18, so he Ooh. spent his adolescent years in basically locked up in oh, a God. detention place. For five years. Formidable five I years. I know. That's a yeah. long time. That is. I don't know what he stole, but yeah. it was pretty harsh consequence. So when he got released, he started to try to find odd jobs. Unfortunately, he didn't have education or experience at that point, so he just did what he could to make ends meet. In 1998, he ended up having a daughter with his partner at the time, Antoinette, and he had a son named Moses. He tried to be a good father, even though he was very much on and off with Antoinette. He Mm -hmm. tried to stay involved in his child's life and stay contacted with with the child after they had split up and through their hot and cold periods of time. Mm So one of the most difficult things for Abraham historically is the poverty. He struggled to keep jobs or find good jobs because of his lack of education and his lack of experience. So he was always just trying to find things here and there to get some money, but he never had much of it at all. Sure. His family was also poor. So growing up, he was used to being poor. Yeah. He did spend some time in and out of jail for failed child support as time went on. Like I I'm said, sure, he had the son he and doesn't have any money. Yeah, and he couldn't pay. So yeah. he was he found himself incarcerated for that. So like I said, he would try his best to find work. It doesn't sound like a lot of it was full time ever, but he would just go around to shops and see if they needed anything done. One of the people he ended up meeting was business owner Greg Smith. And I will tell you, I do love me some Greg in this case. (laughs) He is very entertaining. But um, so he ended up going into Greg's barber shop and saying like, hey, do you have any jobs that, you know, odd jobs that you need done? And Greg did give him some work. He would sweep hair up for the shop and, you know, just clean up things. So he had a little bit of part-time work there. Abraham ended up becoming very good friends with Greg, and everybody came to know Abraham at the barber shop. I imagine this is like, like a woman's version of a salon where they're all ch- sitting Absolutely. there chatting. Yes, <laughs> they even they nicknamed Abraham Shaky Boy. That was his. Oh. That was his nickname. <laughs> I love that. But yeah, I just envision them just like hanging out at the barber shop, talking and yeah. chatting. Yeah, sounds like it was probably fun. So eventually, Abraham did end up landing another probably more full-time job for himself. It was with a company called MBM Corporation. And on November 15th of 2006, he was driving with his partner. Now, Abraham didn't actually have a license, so he never drove the vehicle. 
um, they would go to distribute food to different, you know, companies, companies or restaurants. Yeah. But his partner always drove the, okay. the truck. Yeah. So he was in the passenger side and he was waiting. His, his partner, Michael Ford, stopped at a convenience store. And I think they were getting gas and they were going to get some cigarettes and, you sure. know, whatnot. Some corn some nuts. Some cigs. Some, I love me some corn Fun, nuts. Funyuns. I was just having this yes. conversation with my husband yesterday. It is the most obnoxious snack that you could ever have in a vehicle with someone. Oh, I bet. They stink. They're loud. It is so obnoxious. You know what? You're right. The ranch ones, very strong scent. Yes. And they're so crunchy. So are the barbecues. The yeah. barbecues smell like a fart after they've been open. So it's yep, awful. They probably <laughs> got themselves some corn nuts. Yes. Maybe couple some drinks. Funyuns. Some cigs, a little pack of cigs, you know, the usual. The usual, yes. So Abraham stayed in the vehicle and Michael went in and last minute Abraham's like, hey, here's a couple bucks. Pick me up a couple of those lotto tickets, would you? okay. We've all been there. We're like, maybe this is the- Absolutely. Maybe today is the day. This could be the day. And for Abraham, it was the day for him. Mm -hmm. He did- I think he grabbed like two tickets. Michael grabbed them for him when he was in there. Mike returned. He gave Abraham the tickets and reminded himself. Abraham reminded himself to watch the drawing later that night. Sure. Make sure, you know, see if he hit it big. And he does win it big. He didn't win just like a little bit of money. He ended up winning a $31 million lotto ticket. Oh my God. Now, as we know, the man's going to get some of theirs. Of course. So he didn't end up getting the entire 31 yeah he ended up giving getting 17 million Mm -hmm. of it after taxes and yes after the man literally takes half of it Uh yeah the man took took theirs almost half and abraham ended up so i think there's two ways you can do it you can get a lump sum Mm -hmm. of money or you can get the payments yep um apparently the payments are a better way to go. You yeah, end up getting more. You do. Mm-hmm. But Abraham wanted the lump sum. I don't blame him. He I doesn't. Either. I would have taken the lump like, sum as well. Give it all to me now. Yep. I <laughs> I can make a good living for my, good life for myself on 17 mil. Yeah. I would probably, I get the mindset of like, you would be afraid something would happen or it would be taken. And yeah. so like, just give me all of it yes, now. Yes, exactly. And let me put it in a safe place. Yes. Like my mattress. Yes, right under my mattress. I'm going to bury it in the yard. Right. All those key hiding spots. But, yeah, he was like, I want it all, and I want it now. Well, when you go from poverty, what is the difference between $17 and $31 for you, if you really think about it? Right. Because you can't imagine having $17, I can't grasp what that amount would even be. No, exactly. I would be completely happy with $17 Heck, yeah. So, yeah, he got it all, and... He was, so at the time with lottery, one of the things is that it was actually like a law that you had to announce that you won. Yeah. And so this did bring a lot of media attention when he won the ticket. Yeah. Hey, stories. I know. Stories were covering this. And so everybody knew that he had won the lotto. It was a big deal. Some of the stations interviewed him and he was quoted even saying, now I don't have to struggle no more. No. Yeah, he, you know, he right. didn't have anything before right. this. Right, exactly. Every day was a struggle before this. Yes. So he did share in some of his interviews that he didn't really plan on changing his lifestyle that much. He was actually, he didn't want to get super bougie or anything like that. He was just 
really wanting to upgrade his home. And he did. He he left his old house and yeah. and he moved into a nice gated community. It was honestly Perfect. nothing super crazy. It was a beautiful house, right? But, but yeah. a, a gated. Is key. It was yep. It was a gated mm-hmm. community, and he did. He still planned on going to Seven Eleven in the mornings and like living his normal life. Yeah, I can't say as I would be exactly like that, but I I might get a little fancy for a while. So, yeah, maybe yeah. a little a little bit, and then... I don't know. Well, you know, I, there's a few things on my list that yes. I would get, <laughs> but now so with. Abraham's home that he bought. I will share that he he had bought the home. It was when it was listed, it was he bought it for an as an a million dollar home. And like I said, the home was beautiful. It really was. But he unfortunately this is one of the first people that we'll talk about. Barbara Blah, blah, blah. Bob, blah, blah. Can't talk today. <laughs> Barbara Flowers Jackson. This was a slimy realtor mm-hmm. in the area. And she, I think, saw the opportunity mm-hmm. for a, a vulnerable person and took advantage of it. Because the house that he ends up buying, I've seen pictures of it. It's very beautiful. It had a pool. It was very a large home. But it wasn't worth a million dollars. It was more of like a four hundred and some thousand dollar. Oh home. wow! So she ended up selling it for the million dollars, and then went basically when it went for appraisal from the bank, it wasn't worth that. Yeah. So exactly. Now he did later file a complaint against her. I don't know what came out of that, but there we go. Right off the bat, right. somebody's taking Person advantage. Person number one taking advantage of him. Yeah. And because he was paying cash and not having to get a loan, they didn't have to get the appraisal done in order to approve the loan because he didn't need a loan for it. Right. Oh, and he didn't know that he should have it appraised before no. he pays for it. And unfortunately, that was one of his uh, things he mentioned in the claim is that no one ever offered him the appraisal yeah. beforehand. So no. he didn't know. Right. So she was basically like, yeah, she it's a million dollars. She completely took advantage of his state that he wouldn't have, you know, know that. He's not been through that process before. Yeah. So he, oh. And she probably knew that. And so she was like, here, Gosh, crush I me. I hope that she has an itch she can't scratch every day. Oh, oh, for sure. Like, that's, that's what I hope for her. Maybe. That's ridiculous. Deep in her anal cavity yes, where she can't reach never it. never satisfied. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she yeah, never reaches orgasm. Thing <laughs> Something just uh, horrible like a that. A really bad inconvenience for her. Yes. Damn it, Barbara. So Abraham, one of the things that he ended up doing, uh, this was January 11th of 2007, he created an LLC. He started his own um, business. It was called Shakespeare and Associates. And we will get more into detail with this business because it's a loaded issue. Mm-hmm. But I like the name. It is it is a good name. So his plan with the LLC was to create a program to help rehabilitate homes and affordable housing in his community because he knew what it was like to struggle. So he wanted to give back to his community and help people out, Aww. which is super sweet. It is. You know? So that is one thing that he ends up establishing. So as I mentioned, you know, he starts his business, but one of the disadvantages in this case was that news coverage. So he was interviewed multiple times and it it really brought people out of the woodwork, including 
like I said, the slimy realtor, Mm -hmm. but also friends, family, family of friends, friends of family, like all of these people started to now really want something to do with Abraham. Of course. And Michael Ford, the driver that we had talked about, he actually came forward after Abraham had won the ticket and he ends up saying like, um... I actually bought those tickets, and if it wasn't for me, like, he wouldn't even have them. Yeah, the first time I heard this story, I saw that one coming. Oh, I was like, really? Even though it was his money, Abraham's money, because he that's why I actually am weird about that. I don't ever ask somebody else to pick up lottery tickets for I know, because I don't want this happening. No, exactly. I like, I always get my own if I when I remember to play, which is very rare. I, I think it's a good call because, yeah, you know, something like in this. the event you yeah. win, then they're like, wait a second. Yep. So, yeah. So Michael claimed he was a regular at the convenience store, and he always purchased lottery tickets here. So he stopped, and he... He claims that he purchased the tickets on his own and that Abraham actually stole the tickets oh, for Christ's from sake. his vehicle. Yeah. And so what he. What a schmuck. Right? He also claimed to have confronted Abraham about stealing the tickets, but it was proven in court that the money was rightfully Abraham's and he did win the suit. So Michael did not. Did they have camera footage? You know, I'm not really sure, but they probably did. It was a convenience store. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. And that can literally see him handing him his tickets. The unfortunate thing about this, though, is he had to pay a ton of money in attorneys. Legal legal fees. Just to settle this because Michael's like, wait a second. Because this douchebag thought he saw an opportunity. Yeah. And so stuff like this is, is happening. People are coming forward asking to borrow money. And, you know, he's got this legal issue now and it really started to take a toll on him to well, have definitely. all this happening. You can't trust anyone. I mean, we've got sleazy Barb and shitty Michael yeah, and yes. all these relatives. Sleazy Barb and shitty Michael. Yeah, it's just <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Maybe the case should be titled that. I, <laughs> it really should. That's a great title for this. <sighs> but so he started to become more withdrawn from everybody. Yeah. Cuz he felt like you know, all these people just wanted some of his money yeah. to take who, advantage. Who can you trust? I I get it. That would be really sad, actually, to have to go through feeling that way. And This is actually my strategy in life. That's why I am poor now and have settled, like, found my, my soulmate, yeah. both in you and my husband. It, it, but yes. I know you guys loved me before my millions. Right. So then after I make my millions, I'll know who I can trust. You did it the right way. Right. Yes. Yeah, so yep. That's how you got to do it. So Abraham was, he was even recorded in the news talking about how stressful this had become. And he just, you know, he felt like everybody was just trying to take advantage Mm -hmm. of him. Because they are. And he, you know, did refer to it as starting to become this, this curse. And he even told his brother, he said, I, I think I was better off broke. Yeah. Yeah. That would be a horrible place to be in if you think about it. It It would would be such a lonely place to be. It would. I think that's what he started to feel (sighs) is alone more than anything else. He told one of his childhood friends, he said, I thought all these people were my friends, but then I realized all they wanted was just my money. And like I said, we also had family coming forward. And the, the thing is, Abraham did help people out he was yeah. generous with his money so he wasn't telling people no yeah he would pay for people's funerals or college loans like wow. he was super generous and yeah you know house foreclosures like 
all of this stuff, people were like, hey, could you help me with this? He did have a kind heart and he was like, yeah, I'll do that. You know, that is the way around. Like if you can't just gift someone a whole bunch of money because you have to pay taxes on that, but you can like pay off their house loan or pay off their student loan uh-huh. and do all of those things without having tax repercussions. I mean, I wouldn't have been mad if he paid my student loans. Uh, for sure. Me either. That would be a blessing. That, I would I would love to. To, it's really the only reason I want to hit the lottery. Uh, absolutely. That's really all I want in life. It's just the student loan's gone, and then I, I'm fine. That is literally what I would do with mine is pay the student loans off. Yep, it's the first thing that's and happening. And then I would just be so happy. Then my house, and then I'd be like, cool, I'm good yep. now. I'm good. Yep. I've lived my life. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is ironic, too. Abraham's mother, she did not want any of his money. Mm-hmm. And he tried. He wanted to buy her a new house. She was like priority to him of like, let me help you. Let me get you a new house. Sure. Put you in something really nice. Yeah. You know? And she said, uh-uh, that is the devil's money. And she said she really believed that bad things would come of, of it if she did take some of that money wow. or he purchased things with that money for her. He, she was like, no, mm-mm, not doing it. Wow. And chillingly, bad things do come yeah. out of this money. Yeah. So there really is this like, like she curse had of the lottery. This instinct. She did. And followed it. She did not want the devil's greens. Nope. And she did not take any of it. Wow. So I will tell you, Abraham originally had said, you know, he didn't want to get too crazy with his lifestyle and he wanted to keep it simple, just get a nice house and, mm-hmm. you know, was going to keep the, the day-to-day life pretty much the same. Well, he did get a little bit of a taste of the bad and bougie lifestyle. Well, sure. So he did start to, with all these people coming forward and wanting something from him, we had people coming forward with business proposals and, you know, people that had money. And so he did start to enjoy the lifestyle a little bit. Of the rich and famous. Yeah. Caviar Uh dreams. Yes, yes. Champagne and steak. Yeah. (laughs) I like that that's where we go with our, this is as bougie as it gets. That's, I got nothing else. Shrimp and steak. Yep. My mind doesn't even know other things. Me me neither. I'm eating steak if I have money. Yep, exactly. That's all I know. But... So another thing that ends up happening, as we have seen before, is when you get a little taste of money, the loins get to burning with temptation with all of the of course, the uh, lovely there's, ladies. There's coming a whole your way. Um, different market available to you if you have some money. Uh huh. Yes, it gets, from what I understand, just a, a little yep. bit better. You get a taste of the flesh, mm-hmm. and, and you want more. Yep. And so the nice flesh, soft flesh that can afford the expensive creams. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yep. yep. He was dating someone. He had begun dating someone when he won the lottery. And he had moved her in early on. She did become pregnant and she was staying with him. But as time went on and he did get a little taste of the the finer things, he started to step out on her quite a Mm. bit. Mm -hmm. And I think because Abraham, you know, he did come from poverty and probably not used to living this lifestyle. He was apparently like really bad at cheating on her. So he got caught like very quickly and easily. Um and so the the girlfriend at the time, she did not put up with it. Like, she eventually did. Even with the, the millions, I'm, I'm proud of her. 
Me too. Yeah. She was not going to be treated that way. But Good. yet he did start stepping out on her quite a bit. Um, I'm so glad she had enough self-respect for herself to just be like, nope, this isn't what I want, even with the millions. Yeah. Yeah. This is not for me. Not everybody would have done that. I think there was like cameras at the house or something. Like he got caught in a oh, very. See, living the fancy lifestyle. Like, shoot, I forgot makes, about the camera. Uh-huh, <laughs> makes it easier. And he did get caught like numerous times. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. Yeah, the money will great. Money will get the best of you sometimes. There's all kinds of temptations. Snort up your nose and put in your mouth, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One of the things, like I said, everybody wanted something from him at this point. He was making new friends, attracting all this attention. And one of the people that took notice of Abraham was a woman named Doris Donegan Dee Dee, as they call her, mm-hmm. more. She went by Dee Dee across the board but her name was actually Doris yeah but she comes into the picture with Abraham and I will tell you how so I didn't do a super deep dive on Dee Dee but I'm gonna tell you you know some of her background we don't really need to know a lot about her because she's a horrible person we don't care but from what I could find Dee Dee had a very normal childhood she wasn't I didn't find a lot of stuff about you know trauma that she had went through she was born on July 25th, 1972 in Riverview, Florida, and she was described by her friends and family as outgoing and motivated, and she had even gone to school to become like a nurse's aide. Oh, she's motivated, all right. Very motivated by money. Uh-huh. And so like she had some ambitions in life. It's not like she was a total right, you know, dirt ball. Yeah. She did get that degree or certification. One thing about Dee Dee's family is that, just like Abraham's family, they were not wealthy. So she did not come from money, but this was something that really bothered her. But she, she, wanted, she wanted to, to come, come from, from money. money. Yes. Honey, don't we all? Honey. Yes. We all want the, the money. But, no, she was embarrassed that her family was poor. Oh, geez. To the extent she would even ask her family to drop her off down the road. For school. Okay, so, so she's the, a dick. Absolutely. Dee Dee the dick. If my son asked me to do that, no. I would be like, no, uh, I don't think so. You can I'm walk. getting you as close to those double doors as I can. Like, I don't even wear pants to drop him off at school. My hair is a hot mess, yep. and you, yep. you will be grateful for that ride. That's right. Child. Exactly. <laughs> Your life could be worse. Yep. You, you, you can hike it to school mm-hmm. if you don't like me being myself. Right. But, no, she, she didn't want the... Kids to see her family or their, I don't know if their vehicle was in poor shape, but she was embarrassed of them. Dee Dee, she did get married when she got older and she had a son in 1995. Now, despite becoming a nurse, Dee Dee, she did, or nurse's aide, I think it was a nurse's aide, not a full nurse. All right, yeah. But, so she had a little bit of success, but she also had a great deal of financial issues. This led to her and her family actually being evicted despite her working Probably because she wanted to live a bougie lifestyle on a regular salary. That's exactly, I think, what it was. Because one thing I did learn about her, she was all about the name brand clothes, the hair. She really, a big deal to her was having a nice vehicle. Mm -hmm. So she lived beyond her means all the time. Oh, honey, you can't have the $200 lash extensions when you have a $50 budget. When the the trailer payments are behind. You know, come on. Like we have to pick our we do. our wants and prioritize That's here. That's right. 
But, you know, she was very much name brand clothes, expensive stuff. She really wanted people to think she had money. Sure. So she spent a lot of time on that. But, you know, she had a son and she, they ended up getting evicted from her trailer. They lived on her parents' property with a trailer for a while and they still managed to, like, not be able to afford that. Okay. Yeah, probably a lot of elaborate spending then. Now, she did have some drive in certain ways. She was working for this uh, company called Arcadia Health, and she worked her way up the company, and she basically convinced them to start another branch of Arcadia, like, in another area. She was like, this really, there's a need here. And she ended up convincing them to do that, and then she was able to, take over the branch like they oh, gave her nice. the control of that and so i mean she had some ambitions and was able to mm-hmm. work her way up this company so despite i'm assuming a decent promotion from that the bills were still piling up finances were getting pretty out of hand she had a fifty thousand dollar vehicle that she had um taken a loan out on and i'm not even sure Yikes. how she got the loan but she was very she's a con artist i'm gonna tell you that so right. she was really good at wheeling and dealing uh compulsive liar and that was one thing that was mentioned like even in her younger years was like compulsive lying and what year were we in are we in in this is this before the recession hit so they were just handing out loans left and it right? could have been this was a you know, the 2000, early 2000s when this was all happening. So she was able to get this vehicle for $50,000 and she'd take the loan out. Well, the problem was she wasn't able to make the payments. It was, it was a Lincoln Navigator is what she had. I don't know why I was picturing that. I mean, it's a long time ago that I heard this case, but I was just, I was picturing that. Her and the Lincoln. Yeah. Yep. So she stopped making the payments on it. And this is a, an example of the degree of her, her lies and stories. But so the bank, someone from the bank had called at some point and got a hold of her and basically said, like, can you make any payment at right. all? Like you, you, you know, owe us is, money. Yeah. You seriously owe a lot of money. And they basically said, like, if you can't make the payments, we are going to have right. to repossess your vehicle. And she told the lady on the phone, that that would never happen. They would never be taking this car from her, ever. Okay, Dee you're sounding a little unhinged. And so instead of trying to make a payment, what she does is she ends up creating this elaborate story that she was hijacked, sexually assaulted, and kidnapped. And whoever took the, the, whoever had done this to her, they took the vehicle and they ran. Oh, my God. She was left on the side of the road. I think she even, like, in some ways tried to kick her own ass and, like, make it look like... Yes, she did. She I remember that. hijacked. Yep, and, yep. But, yep, they took that vehicle, and they... She has no idea where they went, and the car was gone. The navigator was gone. She's pathetic. Yes. This is the extent of, like, the lies that she Like, that shit creates. really has happened to people before. Ma'am. I know. How dare you? Needless to say, she did get caught in the slide. What? I know it's shocking. but That surprises you know, me. Nobody believed her. And the vehicle was being hidden in like a neighbor's garage or friend's garage. You're not garage. even driving the vehicle. Why? It's Just let them repossess it then. It amazes me because she'll come up with these lies and then she also brings people into them like trying yeah. to bribe them. 
and does this very carelessly. So I, I think this probably contribu- contributes a lot to her getting caught. Right. She paid somebody to hide the vehicle and, you know, they end up finding it. So Yeah, Dee Dee's a dum-dum. She really is. Um, the extent of her lies and sloppiness of what she does, it's mm-hmm. like, I mean, she was convincing to the right people, but she was sloppy with what she did. Eventually, as I'm sure this comes to no surprise, this branch that she had taken over that she was working for, some money started to come up short at that as well. Um, oh, so she, really? Yeah, they're like, okay, something's not adding up here. We are missing money. What's going on? Well, they do end up catching Dee Dee. She had embezzled quite a bit of money from the company. Oh, dumb, dumb. Now, my understanding is that the company had some dirty laundry of the, their own, and she, oh. being a master manipulator, was like, listen, you want mm-hmm. me to keep quiet? Right. So I think they ended up settling. Like, she didn't get a huge uh, consequence from this. It was more of a, like. Fine. We'll keep your dirty laundry quiet if you keep our dirty yeah. laundry quiet. And we'll just part ways. Like, wow, what a position to be in. So she ended up, you know, nothing, no harsh consequence. She just was able to, you know, move forward with her life. Mm. She was constantly proposing business deals like a true con artist. She always had a deal for somebody. She always had a vision. And so I think she... Amber, is this what you did to me with shirts and sugar and I did to you with the podcast? You know what? You see right through me. (laughs) Honestly, people like this... I see some similarities with like some of the cases you have covered, just those the lies and convincing, you know, the manipulation. They exhaust me. Yeah. So much. Like, Mm -hmm. I physically and mentally could not be around someone like this. Like, I would have to put up a block because they're just too exhausting for me. And she is one of those, like, constantly just, like, concocting these visions and ideas and Mm -hmm. and then the lies and manipulating people to invest in something. And so she was doing this all the time. And so that's where we're going to bring you to the moment that she meets Barbara Flowers Jackson, the slimy realtor. She, oh my gosh. So she yep. knows slimy realtor. She, they met, there was apparently a conference. I don't know why Dee Dee was there. I really don't, but. Probably another one of her cons. Probably. And so Dee Dee was um, uh, at that same conference she, you know, with Barbara. The thing is, is evil finds evil. They, re- like, they really do. They recognize that they're two shitty sold individuals and we're like, hey. We got something in common. Yep. And I think you're right. She was probably there to scope people out to take advantage of because she, that's what, that's she, what did. she did. Yeah. She looked for people with money that she could, you know, have them invest in something. And there was a couple that she had convinced to invest money for her for something. And they ended up giving her quite a bit. And she yeah. conned them. Like there was, there's just numerous stories of her lies and yep. investments and business deals. I didn't add them all, but they're yeah. they're out there. Because they're exhausting. Because they're exhausting. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, I don't want to deal with this I, shit. I knew exactly why you wouldn't add <laughs> I'm it. Not, I'm not including, but you get the idea. Yeah. She was always doing this stuff. She was doing Yeah. I, I recall that too. Yeah. So she meets Barbara and they were talking at this conference and Barbara ends up mentioning this client that she's been working with, Abraham Shakespeare, mm-hmm. and how, and she did kind of put it in a way of like it was this big deal because he had come from nothing and he had just won the lottery. So um, the realtor kind of made it sound like she was 
inspired by the situation, even though she took mega advantage. advantage of him. Of course she was inspired by right. him. Right, you got easily six to $800,000 off from a commission for so, a house oh, that yeah. you shouldn't have. Exactly. And so what any con artist would do is they see the opportunity for themselves. Yeah. And so Dee Dee, she immediately said she was so inspired by the story she really wanted to meet Abraham. Nothing inspires this bitch but money. Nothing. She is so greedy and driven by money. Yeah. She'll do anything for it. And it really does. It, like, made me sick. It's just gross to it. me that she's, oh, I'm so inspired by somebody going from nothing to something. That does happen quite frequently. It does. I mean, you see a lot of professional sports it's just athletes the, the mindset. Like, this. like, if I saw, heard a story like this, I'd be like, oh, that's really that's awesome. awesome. Good for him. Yeah. It would never cross my mind, like, I, I want to be a part of this. No. Yeah. So she she asks Barbara, like, oh, my gosh, could you please introduce us? I am so inspired. I would love to write a book about him, share his oh, story. Oh, she's a writer now? She is. She wants to write this book. Her name is probably Dee Dee because she couldn't spell Doris. Probably. Gosh. You're probably right. So Barbara agrees to link the two together and have them meet. She Buys the story from Dee Dee, which is just odd in itself that you would do something like that as a realtor. I don't know. Yeah, that, that seems is like odd. a boundary, but she she does it. Dee Dee is convincing to those that will buy her shit. Right, like, right. She knows who she can manipulate, very much like you know, werewolf many girl. Of, many of my people that <laughs> yes, I have, werewolf girl. Yes, yes, you know who you can take advantage Kruger's of. Kruger's door door uh, Yes, girl. Mm-hmm. We're still not over that. We are not. not. That was a talk about exhausting. I am a werewolf. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So she introduces the two of them and Dee Dee immediately just takes such interest in Abraham and just wants to help him so much mm-hmm. with his, just with his life. Now I told you about that, the Shakespeare. Um, and associates. The uh, associates, the mm-hmm. LLC that he had started. Dee Dee was a very active part in starting this, helping him start it. So I'm sure. I think that was another way she saw an in of like, let me help you with this. I'm, you know, good with business. I can, I can build this for you. Mm-hmm. And so she's the one that ends up starting, like helping him start this LLC. Unfortunately, he had no clue what she was actually doing when she started this up. She basically tricked him into signing taking control of everything so to him now of course because how would he know he doesn't know what kind of paperwork he's going to be signing to start a business and that was another really unfortunate thing that that she took advantage of and I think probably many did is Abraham didn't know how to read or write and so all those documents that he would have had to sign for uh starting the business or starting anything um I'm, I don't know that he knew how to read them. I cannot stand people who take advantage mm. of disadvantaged oh, people. Oh, I can't either. It makes me oh. so mad. So whatever he ends up signing, whatever he ends up agreeing to, it basically gave her control of his finances. Yeah. Which is so, so unfortunate. What she ends up doing over time to Abraham is very slowly starting to isolate him from his family and you know, few of true course. friends that he did have. Mm-hmm. So, and, and Abraham was already feeling isolated and didn't know who he could trust. So again, master manipulator takes advantage of that. 
feeds into that of like you can't really trust anyone can you you can trust me yes i'm here uh to help you right i'm not interested in your money right i'm just this random stranger that was introduced to you by your (laughs) realtor that you nothing fishy that you had to file a complaint against because she was such a heinous individual and so yeah she's like (sighs) you know just fueling this of like you don't know who your real friends are we don't want to you know give people money so she's just slowly manipulating her way into controlling like even who he gave money to because like i said he was generous and he would help people out so she's coming in like starting to manage those things and starting to pull him away from people such a sneaky sneaky succubus evil woman for sure can we even call her a woman i don't think flesh sack she is (laughs) she's just a flesh sack she's just a sack god so Didi, she convinced Abraham she was the only one that he could really trust and count on. She basically told him, listen, just to get kind of people out of your hair, you can just tell them that I have taken over the finances and that you can't give any more money away without consulting me first. So, you know, she's putting a stop to him even doing anything with his money, choosing to help people, which he did like to do. Right. He ends up in in this, you know, the midst of the manipulation, ends up signing off all of his deeds to his property and oh my God. All over to her. Obviously, later, as it was discovered, she withdrew a total of $1 million um, out of his funds, bought herself a brand new Hummer and a Chevy Corvette. Oh, my God. And So she was just, like, going to town with his money behind his back, I'm sure. He didn't know how much he had or how, you know, she was the financial manager. She yeah. had convinced him she would help him with the finances. She was had a background in all of this. You know, she was very good to, to convince him. So behind his back, she's spending all of his money buying stuff for herself. Two vehicles for no reason like that's what you do with the millions with that you her, embezzle from him it was something with the vehicles it was like a big Good deal to God. her yeah she was big about having like the fancy like the best vehicle she could have and what a shallow way to live very much i would be pumping myself full of of botox and fillers <laughs> like pumping myself full before no, I'm, I'm buying a Hummer <laughs> before I'm a useless vehicle that's no. right that's right things are getting nipped I'm, and tucked yes I'm turning back time <laughs> on this body okay father time wouldn't stand a chance that's right. if I got a hold you, of you that money millions. no I'm I just kidding <laughs> but so I will tell you about Greg uh, Greg the the barber he is probably one of the only decent human beings and true friends that mm-hmm. Abraham actually had through all of this. And so Abraham, he actually ended up lending Greg some money to help his mother's house from going into foreclosure. Oh, okay. Now, I will tell you, Greg didn't ask for the money. He ended up, he was talking about like worrying, you know, they were friends. Yeah. So he's worried about his mom's house going into foreclosure. She couldn't pay it. Abraham offered to pay it. Greg did not ask him for Mm -hmm. the money. And Greg initially said, like, no, I don't want your money. And Abraham, like, took it upon himself to go pay it. Oh, So he, what they ended up working out was that Abraham paid it and Greg was going to pay him back. Oh, wow. So he would make monthly payments. Greg really did not want that money. Yeah, Yeah. Greg's a good good guy. Um, So he agreed he would pay back all of every 
penny of that money and he would make payments wow to abraham every month and more than the agreed amount if he could wow okay that's so, amazing this is another thing that dd Dee Dee took control over oh was those God. payments from greg she because she's the assistant she's the financial advisor here so she ends up um abraham introduces dd to greg you know this is the person this is my financial person she's going to be taking your payments from now on my financial person that has a degree in nursing aid right right oh god this is so tragic i will tell you greg right off the bat had bad vibes he's like something is up with her she is no good no she's a flesh sack yep she he thought this was all fishy right from the beginning so his his instincts were yeah. were correct. So after Greg had gotten bad vibes from Dee Dee, about three three weeks later, it was time for the first loan payment that Dee Dee would be getting okay. from Greg. And Greg remembers it was just a very strange encounter with Dee Dee. Um, he said it just did not feel right. She had met him. It was the end of his work day. She was going to come to the barber shop to get the money and he basically told her like listen a white girl coming into this neighborhood mm-hmm. to get money like it's mm-hmm. probably not a good idea so let's wait yeah gonna until raise the end of the day yeah i'm gonna raise some uh yeah flags here it's gonna let's you're just... you're probably gonna get into some, some trouble yeah you know you're yeah. gonna be looking for trouble if you do this so let's meet at the end of the day so they they did they met in a parking lot like later that evening Greg remembers that Dee Dee seemed very nervous and she was acting very strange through the whole encounter. Like super, you know, she is cranked a, up. She and, is in a parking lot at right. night. She Maybe that's what it was. <laughs> um, After he was like, as a white woman, you shouldn't come into my barber shop in the middle of yeah, the day. Yeah, maybe he set the tone for her <laughs> yeah, to be nervous. Right, right. But so he gave her the payment and she just said thank you. And she did not offer to give him a receipt. This was a huge red flag mm. because Greg always got a receipt for his payments from yeah. Abraham. Yeah. He would always get a receipt every month. As you should. So, and that keeps track of, of how far the loan right. is going down. A paper trail. It's proof yes. he paid. So he would always get that receipt. And she did not. She was just like, thank you. And, and you know, attempted to hurry up the exchange. And he's like, uh, wait a second. Like, <laughs> where's my receipt? Hold the phone. And again, she's just acting really strange, nervous. And so she gives him a huge fake smile. And she's like, of course, I will get that to you tomorrow as soon as possible. Like, no problem, you know. And so he didn't get the receipt that night. Well, the next day, he he didn't hear anything from Dee Dee. And he was not giving up on this receipt. Like, Good. the man wanted his receipt. That's right. So he calls her and asks where she was. And she's like, oh, I'm on the way. I'll be there shortly. Well, she she didn't show up. Of course, she not. she did not show up with the receipt, and he didn't hear another word from her until the next month when it was time to collect the payment. Oh my god! So he couldn't get a hold of her. She never showed up to give him that receipt, and so the the next time she does surface is when his payments do. Uh-huh. And he's like, "Listen, I'm not giving you any money until you give me the receipt from last month, right? And you will give me one from this month." So he puts the he puts the terms on it. Good. So also, meanwhile, it, around this time, Abraham, no one's heard much from him. So Dee Dee's still, like, collecting money. Literally controlling everything. Managing finances. But nobody has heard anything around, you know, from Abraham. So that's kind of going on, too. Like, we're just seeing Dee Dee taking care of things. And 
basically his friend's family, they were told that Abraham had taken a long trip out of town. Possibly he was on a long cruise. He was enjoying his money and traveling the world. Now, I mean, originally people thought this was probably true. They didn't question it much because he did have this money and he was getting a little taste of the fancy life. Mm -hmm. So nobody really questioned it that much at first. But Greg had been trying to reach Abraham about these issues with the receipt and the payments. So he was repeatedly calling Abraham and trying to get a hold of him. Didi did end up giving Greg two handwritten receipts at the time of the exchange because he really wanted his receipt yeah now at and the she time, really wanted another payment and she needed another payment mm-hmm. at the time this was sufficient for him it was a handwritten thing but he was like that'll do right. you know i'll it's take some it sort of something yep so it kind of got it kind of got greg off Didi's back like okay i've got my receipt i'll keep making payments and right. so everything was fine for a little while until greg got a letter in the mail saying that they were foreclosing on his mother's house that they hadn't received payment. So he loses his shit at this point because it's like he'd been yeah. paying. He, he had been paying Abraham. Right. You know, for the to make the payments right. on the house. So he immediately tries to call Dee Dee. Of course, she's not answering. He's, you know, very insistently trying to get a hold of Abraham and j- to figure out what was going on. So when he couldn't get a hold of Dee Dee or Abraham, he ends up calling a friend that used to help Abraham with some things. Her name was Judy. And Judy didn't really know much about the business, but what Greg does discover is that Dee Dee had come around to her too and convinced Abraham that it would be helpful for someone close to him to kind of have, you know, some helping him with some of the financial things. Now, long story short, the reason she did this is so it wouldn't look so suspicious that it was just her that had her name on everything. So she manipulated Judy to kind of come in as a part of it as well. So it wouldn't just look like Dee Dee was, you know, getting everything. So Judy had her name like on some of the documents and whatnot. Okay. But it was a complete manipulation strategy. Again, like Dee Dee was still siphoning all of the money and yeah. taking all the funds but right i guess in her mind it was like well if judy was a part of it too it wouldn't like look like i'm just basically taking all of the money it really just won't tip people off as fast right yep so greg kind of finds this out i guess they were all friends and you know they judy was friends with greg and whatnot so mm-hmm. he finds this out thinks it's pretty odd at mm-hmm. the time um one of the things that Dee Dee had convinced Judy to do is become power of attorney for him. I, you know, I don't know much about Judy, but I'm guessing she was just able to manipulate both Abraham and Judy into whatever she wanted. She put a spin on it enough. They would sign things. And they're decent human beings. So they're just like, oh, okay. Right. Right. So again, red flags are popping because he's like, okay, that's really unusual. He continues to try to get a hold of Abraham. He's left messages. He left a message with Abraham, and this is a quote from the message. It says, this cracker has got my money, and you need to call me right back before I whip this cracker's ass. Oh, my God. He was done. He was not playing. He was done with Dee. And so he wasn't hearing anything until finally he received a text randomly, um, a response back from Abraham. It says, bro, I'm on a cruise, and I'll be back soon. I just need to... 
get away because all of these, and pardon my language, it's the quote, it's the text. All of these niggers are bothering me about money. Now, Greg found this sketchy right away because Mm -hmm. first and foremost, Abraham did not text. He could not read or write. Right. So everybody that knew Abraham knew he did not text. Yeah. And so that was red flag number one. And red flag number two to Greg was the use of the Mm N-word because this is from Greg. He said any, uh, no real black man that used the word uses it with a hard R. It would never, he never would have said that yeah. with the R. Yep. And so he was like, uh-uh, this yep. is not, this, this is, is not Abraham. This is this white woman texting this. It had a very white uh-huh. undertone. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. So Greg's like, he's smelling something fishy. Yeah. Very quickly. It's Dee Dee's flesh sack. It is. That's what he's smelling. <laughs> and it stinks. And it does not smell good. It is seeping uh-huh. and it is not smelling good. Oh. But I just found that one like, like he knew that that's not something Abraham would yep. have texted and he wouldn't text in the first place. So he's like, all right, this is weird. So what Greg decides to do is he decides to look into this a little bit more and he decides to have his wife text Abraham's phone and say something like, I miss you, baby. When are you coming home? Now, the reason he did this is because he knew Abraham would know this was his wife. Right. And that if it was really Abraham, he would be like, why are you texting me this? Right. Like he would know right away that that was. That is smart, Greg. Greg is very smart. I love Greg. Love me some Greg. Um, But he was like, you know, if this is Abraham, he'll be like, what are you? Right. Why are you saying this to me? What are you doing? And so when he sends the text, the response back was, I'll be home soon. So he knows oh, right away my God. that it was not Abraham. Yep. Because Abraham would not have said that knowing it was Greg's wife. Right. He would never have said that. So he's like, okay, something. Uh, Dee, I know now a that this is, it's got to be Dee Dee. Yep. So Greg begins calling G- Judy and Dee Dee demanding to speak to someone. Like, what the F is going on? Mm-hmm. Um, long story short, too, I forgot to mention, he's wanting to know what's happening with the with his mother's the house. house. Right. Like, why Definitely. is this foreclosing? I've been paying you. Yeah. You said you were going to pay for it. And so in the times that he was able to get a response from Dee Dee, she gives him, like, just a crapshoot of lies about, like, oh, pay no mind to that. It's, you know, we've got it taken care of long soldiering answer about why they had sent it, but it's fine. Um, there's some paperwork that they needed him to, to sign, uh, Greg to sign, and then it would all be taken care of. So they agree that whatever this paperwork was that they needed to have him sign, they would meet at the hard rock cafe and have him, you know, take, Sign the papers, and then everything would just be taken care of. Oh, the Hard Rock Cafe. Do those still exist? Oh, they I do. I haven't been to one in so I many know. years. I know. Me too. So they set up this meeting time. Greg shows up to sign these papers, and nobody's there. Wow. I am shook. He calls Judy. He's like, what the F? Where's Where right. are you, and where's Dee Dee? I do get the impression Judy was virtually clu- clueless in this. Like, she didn't. I don't think she really knew what was she going on. She was a pawn just being moved around. Yep. She was getting instructions from Dee Dee, not really knowing what yeah. was going on or what was happening. She was just doing what she was told. Mm-hmm. I, I really believe that. But 
she, Judy was like, oh, Dee Dee said she's she's there with her boyfriend. They they're they should be there. Like I'm on on my way. Um, Greg's like, there's literally no one here. Like Dee Dee is not here. Yeah. What is going on? She's like, Judy's like, oh, let me call and see what's going on. I, you know, I don't right. know. And so long story short, nobody shows up. He doesn't hear back from Judy. So they're just giving him, just stringing this man along, giving him the runaround. Because Dee Dee was probably like, oh, I've, I've, it, wow, Charnel. <laughs> <laughs> she probably was doing that. She probably was. No, she was probably like, well, oh, it was a miscommunication and we're at the wrong location. And I just called him and canceled. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like something just, like that. You know she manipulated the situation. And literally what you just did with the, uh, 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 that's <laughs> what I hear in my brain yes. reading about her crap. It's so exhausting yes. to me. But yes, it, it was just run around after run around. He's trying to figure out why his mother is losing her home. Right. Which that in it itself makes me so furious and shows what a shitty person this woman is. Like she was just taking this money and not caring. Right. That someone's losing their home. Yep. They will be evicted. So Greg is slowly starting to, like, piece this together. He knows Abraham is not managing his own phone. He doesn't know what's happened or anything, but he knows that that's not Abraham Mm -hmm. that's responding. So I think this is going to be the spot where I leave you. Oh, um, Lord and Lord and Lord. Did we, we mention a two-parter? I can't remember. I said deep dive. So yeah, uh, yeah. we're trying to um, Everyone's probably to like, do these no. now. I know. I know. But this really might be the way our podcast ends up because we've been doing so much deep research lately that... We just have to break it up into two parts for several different reasons. So yeah, so yeah. we're we're gonna do a two parter. Okay. The uh, next part will tell you kind of how this all unfolds. But all right, yeah, Abraham is not responding. No one's seen him. Greg is now like, what the heck? Yeah, knows so. that it's not Abraham that's responding back yeah. to the text and his, messages. His money is obviously not going to right paying Where his mother's pa- house payment. So. Okay. That's where we'll leave leave you. Do you have a brain bath for us before we say goodbye? You know, to our lovely audience? I of course do. All right. I'm ready. So I have a classic. I remember a couple years ago seeing this story and I I appreciated it then and it actually resurfaced into my Facebook feed just not long ago and I was like, you know, that really is a good one. Okay. It is titled Florida Woman Claims wind blew cocaine into her purse. Oh, really? I've not heard this one. That wind. God damn (laughs) it. It'll get you. Mother nature will frame you every time. (laughs) It says, authorities say a Florida woman is blaming a windy day for the cocaine that was found in her purse. (laughs) The cocaine. Of course it is. I don't know if I'm saying her name right. Kenesia Posey was one of two passengers in a car stopped by Fort Pierce, police in late March. Police say an officer smelled marijuana and that after searching the car, cocaine and marijuana were found in separate bags inside a purse. Well, yeah, you don't want to mix your cocaine with your marijuana. You don't. You don't want to do that. Authorities say they questioned Posey about the drugs. According to the police report, Posey responded, it's a windy day. It must have flown through the window and into my purse. (laughs) Get off my back. Hello. It happens all the time. Of all of the excuses, and I have heard many. So many. Working through, with the court. Yeah. Um, 
that's got to be one of my favorites that I've ever heard. My favorite is still, I ate a piece of bologna off a meth plate. That's a good that one. My um, meth coffee is one of oh, my, that yeah. might still have the number one. Like, uh, my uncle likes to put it in his coffee sure. in the morning. Gets Get you your going. day started right. That's right. <laughs> Woo! But the wind, that that's a that's a favorite. That's, that's a good one. That's wow, with a straight face and everything. Yeah, and I think attitude. She, I think she was like, it's a windy like, day. Get off my back. You know how the cocaine is just it's flying a bad all around. Day for cocaine. <laughs> flying Don't everywhere. Don't you see it? It's everywhere. <laughs> um, I know you're shocked to believe this, but Posey was charged with a felony count of cocaine possession. Wow. They didn't believe her. Hmm. So, oh, she got a misdemeanor for the marijuana, too, as well. Yeah. Yeah. Nice try. So the marijuana that happened was probably in, like, a similar baggie as the cocaine. That didn't fly into her purse, just the cocaine. I think it was just the cocaine that flew Weird. in there. Uh-huh. Wow. You can't trust so, keep your purses closed on a windy mm-hmm. day. You don't know what's going to fly in there. You never know. Could be a pig. Could be cocaine. It could be. I, the sky's the limit. So. Wow. Thanks for that. <laughs> That's something to cleanse the palate Gosh. there. Gosh. Well, if you're not a Patreon, you'll have to wait for a couple of days for the conclusion of this case. If you are a Patreon, uh, go right over to your next case. because Treat that's, yourself. Treat yourself to the next part because that's a perk of being a patreon you yes get, it is get both parts right away and uh if you're curious crime curious at patreon.com will uh, show you how you can sign up to be a patreon and support us it helps keep us on the air it's literally why we're still going because we have patreon so thank you all and you can follow us on social media send messages to us crime curious at yahoo.com and or our socials and just know if you write us on Instagram, you may go into our hidden message requests because I don't know how to get things not in the hidden message requests. And and if we don't respond in a timely manner, it's because we're old and we don't know how yeah, to operate Instagram. We're really bad. Instagram's the one for us that we're just like, mm. <sighs> not great at it. But the I'm kids. getting I'm getting better. I'm getting better. Um, but we do respond to everything. So feel free to drop us case suggestions your own brain bath or one that you see in your area in the news. So yeah. And until next time, everyone, bye-bye. Bye.